You had a four-day weekend. Ah, oh, see, so it's even better. <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But also made going back to work today really hard. I had not kept a sleeping schedule at all this past few weeks. Uh, so I guess even though it's Tuesday, since you had the holiday off, today you technically sort of had a case of the Mondays. Yeah, I had a case of the Mondays. I was just... Ah! You ready to get this started? You. Alrighty. Well, welcome everybody to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across from me here is Daniel. So today, we are going to be doing a throwback episode to two exciting movies from 1999. Two comedies, that is. One is the Mike Judge classic, Office Space, and the other is a little teen comedy called American Pie. So you mean teen sex comedy. Hell yeah. It's a big distinction. American Pie was more of a fitting name than Sex High. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just saying it was a sex comedy. So sit back, relax, grab a slice, and let's do a throwback. I really thought you were going to say, grab a slice and let's fuck some pie. She's open waiting for more. Okay, well, before we get started with our special throwback episode, let's talk about what we're drinking today. Daniel, it was your turn to bring something in. What did you bring? All right. So, this week for Beer and Tell, I brought in uh, Boule Boule. Uh, it sounds fancy. It's from Hop Valley Brewing Company. Uh, it's an IPA. And uh, I don't know. It looked like it's either a new line that they just put out or it's a new seasonal. I just never had it before, but it's pretty good. Here, yeah, I like it. I've never had this before from Hopworks, and it is delicious. I know they have a lot of stuff. I mean, like Hop Valley, I think, is the one that makes like Citrus Mistress and stuff, Mm -hmm. which is delicious. One of my favorite go tos. So, yeah, this is really good. I like it. Perfect. Well, thanks for bringing it in. All right, so yeah, there really wasn't anything worthwhile seen in theaters this week. So, Daniel and I decided to do a throwback episode. I mean, we'd already seen the Peanut Butter Falcon. Yep, that was a really good one, too. So, I'm still thinking about it a week later, too, so that's that's good. Yeah, I've been reading this book called Best Movie Year Ever, and it's about 1999. Now, whether or not you agree with that or not, oh, well, I'm still reading the Write book. Write your own book, then. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so yeah, we decided it'd be kind of fun to do some 20th anniversary episodes, so we picked Office Space as our first one. So, yeah, Daniel, I believe... You were telling me before this episode, before this last week, you've never seen Office Space. Yeah, I had never seen Office Space, ever. That's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I work in an office. No one quotes it, though, because I work with old people. (laughs) So they haven't seen it yet, either. All right. Doesn't seem like it. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a... Yeah, it was Mike Judge's first feature film. I mean, he actually started out doing construction back in the day and then he was an engineer for a little bit and that's probably where some of the influences come from mm-hmm. he started writing a cartoon because he was in animation so he started writing a cartoon called milton which was about you know the milton in the movie that you see the right stapler stapler where's my stapler oh yeah yeah and i think it was saturday night live that this little milton cartoon played on well there's also another one called beavis and butthead and that one took off so that became a series so he went off and had been doing Beavis and Butthead while still having the office space stuff in mind. So, yeah, eventually he you know, wrote a script and uh, found a studio that wanted to m- make it. And, uh, yeah. Sweet. 
1999, February of 1999, we got a little movie called Office Space. Not a huge box office hit, but still became a cult classic after that. Cult classic to the fact that people still talk about it today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he even says in interviews that he was a little hesitant, like, because, you know, like, 80s and into the 90s you had, um, you know, that was kind of the birth of tech companies and the birth of, like, cubicle living and everything like that, and... He was kind of afraid by the end of the 90s that it was kind of dying off and that people wouldn't be able to relate as much, but... Yeah. I, I I work in a cubicle. Yeah. It's like And it's 2019. 20 years later, <laughs> cubicles are still going strong, so I think that movie came out right the perfect time, because that's when people were just kind of tired of it, because like, by the late 90s, the Alex P. Keaton era was kind of coming to an end, per se. I don't know if you know that reference at all. Those kind of days were over, though. Referencing Family Ties. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's where a kid was kind of going the opposite direction of his hippie parents and, you know, wanting to, like, take on Wall Street and stuff like that. Is that what that's about? It's just essentially, it's a family sitcom. Okay. The parents were ex-hippies, though. Their son, Alex, was young, conservative, and, like, just ready to go into the world and be part of the tech boom. Oh, okay. Interesting. I had no idea that that was what that show was about. Yep. So, yeah, Dan works in a cubicle, so he'll uh, be able to relate to a lot of this, probably. It's as soul-crushing as they portray it in the movie, if yeah. not worse. <laughs> so, yeah, tagline, work sucks. I think we can all relate to that. Well, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I'm going to go first as a, have a brief overview. I, I So, I never saw this initially in theaters. Mm-hmm. I was 15 at the time in high school. Sophomore year, I believe. Yeah, sophomore year of high school. And maybe I just thought, oh, that's a comedy for grown-ups. Like, maybe it looked kind of funny comedy for grown-ups though it's about work yeah it's about work gross i'd rather you know i mean i was still fresh off varsity blues which had come out the month before never seen it so never even heard of it ah, good movie (laughs) a little good football movie there was it anything like rudy Mm, (laughs) different than rudy i hope so i don't think rudy's a comedy (laughs) no uh, but yeah, I was fresh off that. I don't know. I just never saw it in theaters. It was probably even a couple years after it came out in video to, till I finally saw it. But when I did see it, I thought it was pretty hilarious. It was probably a few years later, like five at least. And I was like, how have I not seen this yet? Cause I remember kind of having that kind of reaction to it. Right. But yeah, I don't remember exactly when I saw it, but I remember I finally did see it on video and thought it was hilarious. Um, I don't know. So what were you just kind of your thoughts of it? You've never seen this movie. What, what kind of your, well, you've heard of it, I'm sure. Going into it, like, I know the cover of, like, the guy covered in post-it notes. For sh- Like, I, I recognize that as, off, as, like, the off-space, like, either DVD cover. I, that might have been the poster, mm-hmm. too. I think I don't it was. Know. But when I was just, like, when I was watching it, and, like, by the end of it, I'm like, wait. Well, they never covered anybody with post-it notes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's a rip-off. But just for advertising. Yeah, apparently for advertising the movie too, before it's coming out, they had a guy go to a Laker game covered in post-it notes. <laughs> but yeah. that was pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Um, but no, going into it, I was looking forward to it. I've heard everybody talk about it. Like this is one of those movies that people are I'm like, I've never seen it. And they're like, You've never seen it? Um, and then also, but I mean, I've it's this movie has been memed to hell. Like the uh that'd be great is like essentially like a mean template that you see all the time. Like, if you could do this, that'd be great. So, uh, yeah, I recognize his manager immediately from those two. But, you know, and I've my only exposure to it besides the memes is uh, there. I remember seeing a family guy 
spoof of the bird is the word and they like destroy the record like they destroy the fax machine. Yes. So I recognize that. Which, like I knew that's, that's what probably, it was That's from. probably one of my favorite family guy scenes ever. Yeah. So I'd recently just watched that too and I'm like, okay, I know what movie they're referencing but I've never actually seen the movie. So, you know, we finally saw it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the characters quite a bit. So, I, I mean, I think it starts out perfectly. Like the whole movie starts out with like any workday starts out with you've got... Our main character, um, Peter, stuck in traffic, not moving, just like inching forward, inching forward. He tries to do the thing like, well, oh, that lane's moving. Well, I'm going to cut into this lane. And then all of a sudden that lane stops and the lane he was just in starts moving, cuts back over. Same thing. I used to take the 26 to work sometimes, which people in Portland know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And yeah, my gosh. Yeah. Same thing. (laughs) And there's just like, there's no shortcut. You're just sitting in that god awful traffic yeah and just i gotta get to work then yeah it shows him i love when it shows him go up to the door about to walk into the office and he kind of put slowly putting his hand towards the handle just hesitant to even t- open it perfect i mean that was just a perfect intro to like well as far it, as the lousiness of work goes i really felt that a lot because i actually had a similar moment like I, when i was working a side job like i think it was last year I like had a side job working nights at a restaurant and then one day like I went out I'm like it's not worth it and I just like d- turned around and never went back. I think they tried calling me once and then they never tried again. But it was like a little did side you, job did for you show them your flair. No, I did not. Which also, <laughs> I had no idea Jennifer Aniston was in this movie. Oh, really? So when yeah. she popped up, I'm like, hey, that's Jennifer hey, Aniston. It's Rachel Green. What oh up? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, she's she's pretty fun in this. I like her. I enjoy her quite a bit. I thought she was really good. Yeah, I didn't. When did Friends end? Oh, four. Because I didn't think she did any movies or anything until like that. She was the in a couple whole... smaller roles. Like she wasn't like leading movies till after Friends ended, I don't okay. think. Because that's what my impression was that she wasn't in any movies until Friends ended. But I, so when she showed up, I'm like, this should, uh huh. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, this is like halfway, like Friends have been on for five years now. Okay. So, but yeah, it was like halfway through its 10 year run. So yeah. But yeah, Jennifer Aniston, she's good in the role. I, her quit scene too is like probably one of my favorites of Star Wars quit scenes in any movie. Yeah. I, but I just love how she's, you know, on a restaurant level, not not corporate like tech company level, but restaurant level, struggling with the same thing with the boss that's always breathing down her neck. I mean, right. her her quit scene is just great too. She's like, if you wanted thirty seven to be the minimal, then you should have made, or if you wanted me to wear thirty seven, then you should have made thirty seven the minimal. I look. I love that boss scene too, when he's just like essentially saying, "Like I want you to want to wear more." <laughs> so funny. Like, She's got the over enthusiastic coworker too. It's just like all giddy all the time, and she's just like, "Oh, I can't stand him." Yeah. But yeah, her exit is just great though. Like, you want me to there? There's your flair, and this is me expressing myself. I, I thought that was hilarious. It's, I'm like, uh, yeah, working in a a novelty restaurant. I mean, working in the restaurant industry sucks no matter where you go, and but working at a novelty restaurant. Oh my God. Yeah. I got to say, so I've not done the cubicle thing yet, but I have definitely been at jobs. I did not like whatsoever. Uh, I have done the restaurant business. I've done retail and those are probably the worst of them for the most part. I would say, I mean, this movie is very relatable to, I would say millions of people out there. Yeah. I think whether you, you work in a cubicle or not, yeah, just the whole mundane of like work sucks. I mean, just the movie just kicks off with like, 
looks like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. I like, oh my gosh, just shut up. Yeah, I. <laughs> what does he have? Like five people throughout the morning. Did you get the TPS report? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I've never had that happen to me, but I don't have. They he later says in the when they're interviewing him, he has like eight bosses that all come and tell him the exact same thing. I luckily only have like two bosses, and it's usually only one of them that comes and tells us stuff. <laughs> so. Thank God. That's not too bad then. <laughs> but, I mean, watching it, I mean, I don't know. Were you having a good time? Did you... I was having a good time. I didn't find myself laughing out loud. That might have been because I was watching it by myself. Yeah, I but... was kind of the same thing. Like, I mean, I was still laughing here and there out loud. But, like, comedies are just meant to be watched with friends. Yeah, but I was enjoying Groups. all of the characters that were in. Like, I thought I thought it was pretty hilarious. I loved his, uh, his wall roommate. <laughs> That was pretty funny. I At first glance, I haven't watched the movie in a while. It's probably been like 10 years since I watched it. I thought that was Vince Vaughn with a mustache for a second. I can't remember who I thought it was at first. I kind of recognized him. I can't remember. It might be the guy from Rex Quando. It is. Is is it? It's that guy. Okay. All right. That's who I was thinking, but I wasn't sure, and I didn't look it up. So, yeah, it, it is him. <laughs> Rex Quando. Yeah, so, but I yeah, mean. It's a pretty funny relationship they have through the wall. Like, hey, Peter. Check out this chick on channel 32. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, you know what? I gotta say, for a 20 year old comedy, I think this holds up incredibly well. I mean, it's not really dated too badly. Like, even like crappy entry level work, people still drive around a shitty ass car like he's driving. Right. <laughs> and the only people who have nice cars are the people who are at the top. So that's still pretty relatable. Restaurant work is always shitty. <laughs> It hasn't gotten better. Yeah, that that like hasn't. Yeah, it's actually probably work, gotten worse. Like all those scenes could have been any time. Yeah, exactly. So like, as far as like, you never see like a cell phone or do you see a cell phone? Uh, I'm sure you do. I don't like. I'm, I don't. I'm remember, sure Bill has got one. I don't remember seeing anybody talking to cell phone. The only thing that really dates it is you have an answering machine and a landline. But you know, they still have those in modern day. But those are usually strictly plot devices. Right. But you know, I gotta say, for the most part, this aged up pretty well. It's the workforce is still just as miserable. And you know, they didn't really do anything else that would kind of date the movie a whole bunch. Did you have some pretty like scenes that stood out that you were just like, Oh man, that was great. Okay, well, I think my like like the first thing that stood out was when he just like was in group like his not group it was it group therapy? I was just like a hypnotic Group yeah, therapy? Yeah, it's some kind of couple's group therapy thing. Because there were other people there, but that then his girlfriend. That's the only time you see his girlfriend. Yeah, which I thought that was hilarious that he's like, I think my girlfriend might be cheating on me. And everybody's like, yeah, we thought so, too. Like, yeah, we, we're going <laughs> we, we we to assume got the that. She's like, what, <laughs> why? She's like, I don't know. It's just the way she is. Just feels like she's probably cheating on you. But I loved... This scene where he's getting hypnotized and then the guy like starts to have a heart attack, but he keeps going. He's like, one, two, and then he just peels over and dies. And then he never like takes him out of the trance that he was putting him under. So he's just like, so he stands just up, he's like, sitting there in oh. a daze. Oh, wonderful. And he's, <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy's just on the ground dying. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Um, and I got to say, like, one of my favorite characters was his wall partner. I thought that guy was hilarious. So here's a little bit of trivia. Apparently, the studio was looking at they wanted to have a little bit bigger names in this because you know mo this 
whole movie with mostly unknowns. Right. They were considering Johnny Depp or Billy Bob Thornton for that small role. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think the guy, the guy that they got, the Rex Quandale guy, he nails it. Yeah, I, I think either one of them would have been fine. I think Billy Bob Thornton actually would have been good. But here's the thing: Billy Bob Thornton wanted five million for that part. Yeah, just that little itty bitty neighbor role, five million. And yeah, the studio's like, yeah, no, no. And you know, I appreciate that guy. I think he's probably my favorite character because he, uh, his character, like, was solely responsible for, or well, almost solely responsible for, like, the one like time I laughed really hard out loud by myself when they're like. When his nerd friends, like, after they create the computer virus, are, like, huddling up. It's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We can't tell anybody. No, no, you know, no significant others. No boyfriends. No, no families. You can't tell anybody. And then he says something through. I was like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and his he's like, I won't tell anyone either. <laughs> I like his roommates are like, who the fuck is that? He's like, don't worry about it. He's cool. We're not telling anybody. Guy, he, I'm like, aren't they in his apartment? They said something. He's like, don't worry about it. He's cool. <laughs> I, just, I, like, I thought that was hilarious. He's got the famous line too, like when Peter is asking him, "What would you do with a million dollars?" Because he's talking about the like high school counselor question they would ask you if you had a million dollars. What would you do? Yeah. And he's thinking about it deep. He's like, two chicks at the same time. <laughs> like that's it. He was like, that's it. Like, it's like yeah. I just love his reason. He's like, I think that's about how much money it would take for two girls to want to have sex with me at the same time. He's like, not even paying them, just saying that I have that money just in the saying, bank. Just saying, yeah, yes. He's like, I don't think that's with every. I like his just like his rebuttal was like, I don't think that's with every woman. He's like, every woman who wants to double down with me, yeah, would probably have that money incentive. Uh, like, he's just like so oh, good. Yeah. I just love the day to day frustrations. Like you've got uh, what, what's their nerdy friend called? Is um, it Kevin? Michael Bolton, duh. Or Michael Bolton. Why did I think his name was Kevin? I don't know. Yeah, Michael Bolton. And I love the uh, consultants, how they come in and they're interviewing everybody. Like, the interviews with the consultants are hysterical to me. And yeah, the Michael Bolton. Of course, <laughs> Michael Bolton? Any relation to the singer? No, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> no, no, seriously. It's still a coincidence. <laughs> I love that so much. And he's you like just his like, music? He, fuck, he just absolutely hates him. They're just like... You know, I love Michael Bolton. And then he's just like, what's your favorite song? Oh, I just, they're all so good. <laughs> so I got something to show Daniel here. This is Michael Bolton playing the role of Michael Bolton inserted into the scenes. Oh. Check it out. Michael Bolton? That's me. Wow, is that your real name? <laughs> so are you related to that singer guy? No, it's just a coincidence. No one in this country can ever pronounce my name right. It's, it's not that hard. At least your name isn't Michael Bolton. You know, there's nothing wrong with that name. There was nothing wrong with that until I was about 12 years old. And that extremely talented ass clown started winning all those Grammys. Extremely talented. Why don't you just uh, go by Mike instead of Michael? No way. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. Okay. You are Michael Bolton? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Is that your real name? Yeah. Are you any relation to the pop singer? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. you get That's pretty funny. Yeah, so that was on Funnier Die. If anybody wants to look that up on YouTube, Funnier Die. Yeah, Michael Bolton. <laughs> 
But you... <laughs> and they changed the line too because I, I think in the movie he says like he's unlike, talentless. Unlike that talent talentless ass clown. Yeah, I saw I noticed that immediately. But I don't yeah, so I loved him. I loved uh Michael Bolton. Like his character I thought was pretty funny as far and you know, I especially love the scene when they're in the bar after he tells them that he's gonna get Michael's gonna get fired. And then he's just like crying. And then he's just like, it's not even fair how, you know, like I work so hard and they're going to fire me, but you're still safe. He's like, actually, I got promoted. I got promoted. And he's like, what? The hell? Yeah. <laughs> what I really love, uh, as far as with the consultants do, I mean, I do love, I do love Peter's like not giving a fuck attitude. Like, yeah. it's just like, I'm over this. I'm over this. And how like they're like, huh? management material you're right i like clear upper management what, what i but i like tom talking to the consultants remember that scene they're like so what exactly is it that you do he's like what do you say like i run things from the software developers to the customers like ah, i talk to the customers i have people skills and like and why don't the software developers just give the things to the uh customers well, well, because because I I I got people skills. I got I got the people skills. Yeah, and just I thought that's how nervous he is about and losing he's just the job. Screaming at them like I know how to deal with the customers. Yeah. I have people. Skills. I have people skills. <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious. So, what did you think of uh, his uh, near death scene where he tried to kill himself? I thought that was hilarious. I think what's hilarious is. How they're like, did you hear what happened to Tom? And they're like, no, dude tried to kill himself. But anyway, it didn't happen. And he was hit by a drunk driver. He got all this money. And anyway, they start instead of like asking, like, oh my gosh, is he okay? They start talking about this. He's throwing a party. And they're more concerned about the party. Like, oh, a party. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that scene was hilarious because they they they, uh, they almost almost make his wife up to be the bad guy. Like, if that bitch hadn't come home when she did, you know, he would have just killed himself peacefully. <laughs> I just love how he just tries to play it off. Oh, I th- there's something wrong with the car. And oh, just, hey, uh, yeah, gonna, just uh, go to the store, uh, honey. You yeah. okay? Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bam! Just gets hit by a truck. Oh, yeah, that was great. So, the party, I love the party scene, too, especially when he first meets uh, Joanna, too. He's like, um, excuse me for not getting up. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Full body cast. So, a couple pieces of trivia about that scene. Apparently, it took that was one of the first scenes they shot, and it took them two hours to get him into that full getup, uh-huh. and an hour to get out. I don't know how many days they shot, but it took two hours to put him in that whole body cast thing in the wheelchair. Oh, jeez. Um, and that backyard, I had no clue, and I, you know, I kind of thought it had a look of familiarity to it. That backyard, that you know, his backyard at the barbecue, same backyard they use in Edward Scissorhands. I was okay. I should have said it. I should have said it. I'm like, is it Edward Scissorhands? But I didn't want to say it. Because I'm like, no, it's stupid. But it, it you should is. have said it. it yes, is. that is okay. the same backyard. I was looking at it like that has a look of familiarity to it. I could not figure it out because I'm like, there's something about this that's either off or familiar, and I could not put my finger on it. I looked but as soon it up. As you started saying it, I'm like, Edward. Yes, I looked it up. Edward Scissorhands, same backyard. Okay, all right, that makes sense. That's but cool. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious though. <laughs> I just love his talk with Peter too. Because what did you say? Um, Somewhere I wrote it down. His talk with Peter at the party. I know, because what is... <laughs> what the fuck is it? Well, he talks with... I, I remember he up. talks with Peter at, his par- at the party, 
And he's talking to him, just like, you know what? Uh, he, oh, goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes, if you hang in there, good things will, can happen in this world. I mean, look at me. I just sit there and I know, which also like puts the haunting reality of being a drone in like a corporation. Like the, my best case scenario was getting brutally like injured and winning a settlement. That was best case scenario. Oh, right, uh, and I love how you see his um oh his prototype. Yeah, you see his, the jump to conclusion. I love when board. you see his prototype of the jump to conclusions board because <laughs> they're looking at him like, man, that is the stupidest idea ever. And then at the party, he's got. I like how he's got it. He's like, yep, it's exactly as you described it. It's <laughs> so just funny. like, that sounded like a compliment, but it wasn't. Oh, I, see. I don't know. There's just so many good quotes. I mean, there's one I'd forgotten about, but I remember people, well, I'm sure it's been parodied too, is that one guy like, so yeah, I'm going to the barbecue. And I was thinking about uh, taking that new gal to the office. Who knows? Might get lucky and show my, my O face. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I know. I like how that guy just like shows up like, Three quarters of the way through the movie, we hadn't seen him before. I don't remember just seeing ra- him. He's just a random coworker. Just a random coworker that shows up three quarters of the way, and I'm like, "Fuck this guy!" <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I'm like, "Oh, that's why we haven't seen him. He's an awkward mess." Uh, so that I forgot about that, and I was busted up laughing. I mean, I, I was watching this movie at, like late at night too, so hopefully I didn't wake any roommates up. Hopefully <laughs> not. Man, I was laughing so hard at that. But I don't know, like that, I. I'm trying to think. Like, what? I mean, we've covered most of my legs. I guess standout. Uh, I don't know. What's I, lo- I love his dream about Lumberg, though, when he thinks that his girlfriend has slept with her or oh, slept with him. Yeah. That was funny. I think, like, my my favorite scene was when he's telling them that they got fired and then he's drinking with them at the bar and they're talking about how fucked up it is that he starts not showing up and leaving and just doing whatever the hell he wants and he got promoted. And the guy who's. Nose to the grindstone is getting fired. <laughs> I just, I loved that scene. I thought that was hilarious. And then I think my other standout scene was after he's like, just no, no, uh, after he's like, makes up like, no, don't tell your families, don't tell your friends, nobody knows. And then the next scene is him tell, describing it to Jennifer Aniston's character, Joanna, yeah, Joanna, just, just and telling her, like, it's like, anyway, so this is how it works. It sounds pretty illegal. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's gonna work. I mean, what what did you think of that scheme in general? What was your thoughts on that? Well, I'm like, okay, this seems. I thought it was funny, and I'm like, it was close enough to the end of the movie that I'm like, maybe it's just gonna work out. I actually like, like his Seven <laughs> Eleven analogy too, when he's explaining to Joanna, like taking the penny out of the, uh, you know, by the cash register. Yeah, it's just like, like that's a whole penny. We're taking a cor- just portions of pennies, but a lot of them. He's like, but we're doing that a million times, and there's like, what? And that I like how they check on it Monday, and instead of having a little bit of money in the account, it's three hundred thousand dollars, and he's just like, "Oh shit!" He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Bolton's beating himself up, like, "Crap! I probably moved a decimal just over the wrong." Ah, oh, crap! I knew yeah, I always I do, do that. This. I do that all the time. He's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so good. But so, what do you think of the cast of this? A bunch of unknowns, but I thought it was cast brilliantly. No, I loved uh, like Ron Livingston, perfect. Yeah, I loved his ro- like or not the roommate. I keep wanting to say his roommate, but the guy across like on the other side of his wall. Is that yeah, Ron? Neighbor. Neighbor. His neighbor was hilarious. I just like like I said like I don't like I think I've laughed a lot harder at a lo- of different comedies. But I really liked every character that they had in this movie. I love the setup, 
how you just like the immediate setup of the whole movie is like how repetitive office work is. Cause you just hear that girl in the background like, hi, thanks for calling. Can I put you oh, on hold? I got hi, that. thanks for calling. Can you, hi, thanks that for calling. voice too. You're like, oh my, imagine cubicle across from that, listening to that all day long. Yeah, I know. So it just like sets up that. Um, I love the main character. Uh, Jennifer Aniston's character was great. She's awesome. Um, I, uh, I loved his friends. Gary Cole as Bill Lumberg is perfect. Yeah, he's the boss. What, what I like about Bill Lumberg in general is he, he never yells at em, yells at his employees, yet he still comes across as pretty intimidating. So I, I guess what I like about him is not he's not particularly pleasant, but he's not also not particularly abusive. He's just kind of a dick. Yeah, he's just kind of like I'm thinking like he's kind of a prick, but not an aggressive prick. No, <laughs> he's just like he's like just expects. He's like I mean, just the whole like kind of talking in the monotone a little bit, like when he comes and talks about the TPS report at the beginning. Yeah. And how he's going to send him another one. He's like, ah, and he's walking away. He's like, no, nah, I mean, it's not necessary. I actually got one got there right here. Like, right I'll here. send you another one. He's like, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was brilliant in this role. I think he was one of the first people Mike Judge cast in the role. Yeah. No, I thought his role was great. I loved the, what were they called? Consultants. The consultants. like Bob and Bob. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bob. I'm going to go talk with the Bobs right now. Yeah, that was great. I didn't recognize him at first, but when he sat down, I'm like, oh, that's the uh, that's the doctor from Scrubs. Mm. Dr. Cox, I think, was his character on Scrubs. Okay. But I'm like, oh, I could. So I've recognized that guy. He's in a lot of different stuff. I do, I do love the scene. This goes back to uh, Michael Lumberg a little bit. And this would probably happen in any setting. I imagine at places I've worked, it would happen. Yeah. Singing happy birthday, that just how unenthused the coworkers are. Just uh, so monotone, like happy birthday like, to care. you. Actually, we, yeah, we really don't care about you. <laughs> anyway, but he's sitting back, kind of enjoying, like, yeah, that's right, bitches. Sing happy birthday to me. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I don't care what it sounds like. The fact that you feel the obligation to me to sing it, that's music so to good. my ears. I liked that. Oh, man. I actually felt bad for the guy who's just like, when he's like holding onto the piece of cake and she's like, no, pass it down. He's like, but last time I didn't get a piece of cake. And then they didn't give him a piece of cake. And I felt so bad for him. I'm just like, oh, uh uh. If I'm like, I'm getting a piece of cake. But I know that's one of the, I just felt bad. He's like, I do love, he's just like, I told them if they told me, if they make me move my desk again, I'm going to burn it down. I'm going to burn down the whole place. I love when they move him to the basement. Yeah, he's like, since you're down here, still not getting a paycheck, but since you're sitting down here, can you take care of the cockroaches? Yeah, you start cleaning up down here and just take care of it down here, and then leaves and turns the light off. Yeah. Hello? So I do Hello? love... Hello? I do love the ending to this movie, and how it actually like accumulates with him, like, write a confession, returning the $300,000, expecting that he's going to go to jail... At for sure getting fired, but obviously he expects to go to jail. And then he gets there, and the whole place is just burnt down. And then you see the, the what is his name? What? Lawrence. Lo- was it Lawrence? Or his, his neighbor is Lawrence. No, no, the guy that, uh, you know, like stutters and kept getting moved around. That's Milton. Milton. Milton just like kind of like looking at it and just kind of like sauntering Ooh. away, just like, I got it. I got to go. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I think ending with him on an island, too, or beach resort was awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. 
But yeah, no, I loved his character. I love that accumulated with like what saved the grace is that he actually burned down their office building. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, he's then he's working with Lawrence as a construction consultant after that. And the other guys got jobs at some other tech firm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. This movie is just, it's good. It holds up. The message holds up still because yeah. people, especially, especially when you do the exact same thing every day. I mean, my, my job, I kind of do the same thing every day, but it, there at least changes. And you're it's interacting une- with different personalities and every it, day. It, it's uh, you know, it's just there's unexpectedness every day, so that helps a lot. But I mean, work. I'm just try, like working, like basically when I worked retail, especially like I mean, I dealt with ass clowns all the time as far as customers and managers go. Mm-hmm. And by the way, ass clown in 2008, Webster's Dictionary uh, actually put it in there, crediting my judge for inventing the term. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, Ask Clown is officially in Webster's Dictionary. That's sweet. <laughs> All credit to Mike Judge. Yeah. So this movie did not make much money at the box office. It had an opening weekend of like four point two, and it was only in theaters for around six weeks. Really? Only six weeks? Six weeks. Four point two million opening. Made the budget was ten million. It made ten point eight at the box office. So pretty much complete dud. And yeah, Mike Judge thought he was probably finished as far as filmmaking goes, but then it had an explosion later on of DVD sales. That's what saves, like, that's what makes the cult classic. Yep. That's what happened with Evil Dead, that's what happened Well, I mean, he thought he was a failure as far as movie making goes, but I have read somewhere that, um, actually it was in the book I was telling you about, Mike Judge, or excuse me, um, Jim Carrey and Chris Rock were calling up Mike Judge, telling him how much they love the movie, you know, huge top comedians at the time. That's awesome. Telling him how much she loved it. Madonna reached out to him too, telling tell him how much she loved it. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. Like Chris Rock left him a voicemail. They said it's one of the best voicemails ever, and it was just Chris Rock pouring out on a voicemail how much he loved the movie. Oh, that's awesome. Coming from a yeah comedian powers Chris Rock. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But I, yeah, good. But yeah, luckily he's continued on making other stuff. I still to this day, this should almost be on my list of shame. I need to see it. If not seen Idiocracy. Neither have I. We should probably do that sometime. It's on Hulu. And do a throwback. It is on Hulu right now. I think so. It's on Hulu or Netflix. It's on one of them. Okay. I'm going to have to watch that. Heard good things about that, too. I've heard people talk about it at my office before, and I'm just like, yay. And then a lot of people joke. It's like, I'm just going to move this to the nonfiction category now. Right. But I've never I've never seen it. Yeah, I'm sure to think of uh, anything else. Um, but yeah, so not a huge box office success, but became a cult classic. Everybody loves it. It's very quotable. Yeah. There's just, I don't know, so many good things. I, I could go on and on. Um, I'm I trying know. to think of any like, last minute like great moments or great scenes. I don't know. This movie was great. It was great to watch it again. I wish I had some, was watching with people though. Watching, watching comedies by yourself sucks. Yeah, I tried to get people all weekend. I'm like, you want to watch it? They're like, we don't really want to watch a movie right now. I'm like, fair enough. I, I mean, it. it was a beautiful weekend. I'll give them that. Yeah, but I'm just like, 8 o'clock at night. Want to watch a movie? I don't really want it. I'm like, well, fine. Yeah. But I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going to watch <laughs> it by myself. Because I have to. And I had a good time. I enjoyed myself quite a bit. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Favorite scene? I don't know. I, I almost think my favorite scene is when Joanna quits her job. Again, that's probably one of my favorite job quit scenes in a movie ever. Yeah. Just giving her boss the finger, saying, "Here's my flair, and you know, here's me expressing myself." I mean, I kind, I kind of picture this is how Rachel Green wanted wanted to quit her job on Friends as a waitress. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. No, I see can't, that. I, can't show the middle finger on TV, unfortunately. 
Yeah. Or at least prime time. Oh, no. I mean, now they just blur it out, but you can do it. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I'd say my favorite scene is still him talking with Michael at the bar after he told them that they're both fired. And I just love that back and forth that they have. That's a good scene. Um, and then I guess other than that, he said, loved every scene with the neighbor. Thought he was hilarious. <laughs> I love when he's like inviting him over like, hey, man, you want to come over and hang out? He's like, what does it say? He goes, no, I don't want you to no, fuck thanks, up man. my life. Yeah, he goes, no, thanks, man. I want you to fuck up my life, too. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so good. <laughs> no, thanks. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. There's so there's so much good, super relatable still 20 years later, which is kind of scary. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you finally watched it. This has been fun talking about. It. We're going to switch gears here and talk some uh, American Pie. But yeah, I mean, if I were to rate this, definitely solid A for me. Yeah, <laughs> it is just it's it's good. <laughs> super relatable. And we didn't even talk about like when he I love the scene, too, when he uh unscrews the, his wall and tips over his wall to his cubicle so he can have a yeah. view. <laughs> you know, I got to say, like... That's a great moment. While I didn't laugh out loud a ton, I also was thinking the way through, like, this is probably one of the more rewatchable comedies that I've seen where you could just watch it over and over because the characters still heavily drive the movie. Definitely. And it's not, it has, like, a plot and not just based 100% around the jokes that I think is just, like, it's, it's definitely very rewatchable. Definitely. No, I would agree with that. Because that's the hardest part about comedies where I'm like, they're so funny, but I'm like, if you see them two or three times, you're like, I'm good. Like, I don't want to watch it again. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that's it for me. I think about, yeah, and no, I agree with that. Comedy. Some comedies are just like, well, yeah, I know all the punchlines. It's not funny more, but there's some like this. You can rewatch it. I mean, like, I think... Wayne's World. In my, in my opinion, both Wayne's Worlds have this rewatchability to them that I find them just hysterical every single time. Yeah. Tommy Boy, I think, has that too. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen. I think Tommy, you've seen that's Tom. the one with Tom, David Spade, right? Yeah, David Spade, Chris Farley. Yeah, okay, I've seen that. I've seen it once, I think. Okay, that's God, it. it was one of my favorites when I was a kid, or at least teenager. I need to watch that and maybe Beverly Hills Ninja again because I've seen that once too. That's all. But I'm like, was really young, so I bet I'd have like a whole new layer of appreciation now. Yeah. Well, maybe appreciation. Who knows? <laughs> appreciation or just, I don't know. Be like, oh, gosh. <laughs> no, it's up there like Dumb and Dumber. I just watched that recently again, and that still is just hysterical to me. Nice. Definitely watch. All right. Well, you know, we kind of did this backwards. We should have talked about high school life first and then got into the job world because that comes later after high school, but we're kind of doing it backwards here. Yeah, you could edit it and put it in front. But yeah, let's we'll just, uh, we'll just ad lib like a. Oh, man. Well, now that we talked about our sexy teenage years, let's talk about the unsexy mid-20s. Exactly. There you go. Boom. All right. Let well, it, it, let's, switch, let's switch gears here, Daniel, and let's talk some American pie. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. It feels good to be a gangster, a real gangster. All right, well, let's get in some American Pie here. See, I'm really excited about this one, Daniel. American Pie, I'm just going to start off. This is basically the Fast Times of Richmond High of my era. I was 15 when this movie came out. And 
was hooked from day one. <laughs> See, the closest I think I think I can say the closest like iconic like comedy, possibly bordering in sex comedy, from when I was a teenager was The Hangover. Like the first hangover. I remember skipping school to go see that with a couple of my friends. So, and that was in high school, right? Yeah, that was my freshman year of high school. Uh, okay. So like that's the I closest tr- I got to an iconic comedy movie for my generation. Which I mean that I would consider that. I, I, I regret not seeing that in theaters. I remember the buzz around that was huge. Yeah. And I just like never got around to seeing it. Finally I rented it one day and was like Okay, this is actually pretty funny. I see what the hype was about. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty funny, and then then they made two more. Um, <laughs> I've still never seen those sequels. I've seen the second one. I never saw the third one. So yeah, American Pie. I, you want me to just tell my story? I kind of did already. Yeah. I was 15 years old when this came out in, I think it was uh, July of 1999. Wow. I was 15 years old, in between sophomore and junior year of high school. Just raging boners all the time. Oh, you know it. Oh, I do. That's horrible. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and which I'll talk about the opening scene and how relatable it is in a little bit here. <laughs> anyway, my friends and I wanted to see this movie bad. We're 15 years old. I think some 14. And of course, you know, like around that era, they are a little bit strict on letting kids into our movies. I mean, not that they shouldn't be anyway, but so earlier that year, Columbine had happened. Right. And... I mean, that was the same time The Matrix had come out, and they were really like, all right, theaters need to double down on kids coming into R-rated movies. Like, we can't allow this. Because it was definitely the movies that did it. Right. And now it's video games. The video games are what's ruining children now. Definitely. Definitely. Fortnite and all that crap. Fortnite and Pong and... Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Oh, Makes, my makes me want to road rage every time. Every time. But moving on. Moving on here. <laughs> so, yeah, it's July. We're in high school. My friends and I, we would course want to go see this movie like teen sex comedy rated r probably some titties which back then kids don't these days don't know the struggle because they can just pull out their phone and boom titties you had to like search for it you had to hunt it out yes we had the internet back then but it wasn't what it was today it definitely was not in your phone in your pocket no i mean so movie coming out potential of titties it's rated r i'm sure we saw in the paper r nudity blah 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 I'm like, oh, hell yeah. But it just, it just looked like a fun high school movie. We were in high school. It looked like a good, fun high school comedy. So I don't. So we used to live next door to this theater, not, you know, down the, not too far down the street from this theater that would let kids in without checking their ID. I don't remember. We either just got to go in or we bought a movie to whatever like Disney movie was playing at the time, like Tarzan or something. Right. And we went and saw American Pie instead. But I remember my friends and I sitting in that theater just laughing our asses off, just loving every minute of it. Yeah. And I think we went and saw it a couple more times in theaters. Yeah, that <laughs> At least sense. I did. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Yeah, I I mean, American Pie Reunion came out when I was in high school. <laughs> like, or maybe a little bit after high school. That came out in 12, I think, 2012. Because I remember them making a joke in a minute, like, whose idea was to have the Tanner Reunion after 10 years? There was some joke in that, because... Yeah, this came out in 99. When did Reunion come out? Uh, 2012. Okay, it was 2012. So, yeah, that was like, I had either just graduated from high school, because 2012 was like the year that I graduated. So it probably came out in the summer. So I probably summer, just Yeah, I think done. it was a summer movie. So I probably just got done with high school. Then American Pie Reunion came out. So I went and saw that with my friends. So like Office Space, this has a cast of unknowns, but what a perfect casting it was. 
I think this almost did a better job with the perfect casting. Like everybody just is so good, and everybody's pretty relatable to somebody watching it. I would actually say my relatability was to Jim himself. Just kind of you know your your everyday average American teenager living in the suburbs, and yeah, just quirkiness around girls like. One of my favorite scenes in this movie is when he's at Stifler's party and goes up. His first attempt, he's got had this crush on this Nadia girl for a while now. Mm-hmm. And it's his first attempt to go up and talk to her. And, you know, she's an exchange student. And he just, all right, her and her friends are talking. I'm just going to work up the courage and I'm going to go talk to her. And, you know, <laughs> I love that scene too. They're playing uh, Breath of Franklin's at last. Oh, okay. And he's walking up thinking, all right, all right, here it is. Here we go. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. And her friends are giggling about something. And he just walks up like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and they're just looking at him like, uh, yeah, and he's like, huh, uh, oh. See, when I was watching this, like, just like eighth grade nails the awkwardness of being in middle school. I say, like, to this day, like twenty years later, um, like American Pie probably does a pretty true to the high school experience. As you, because I mean, they've gotten just more and more unrealistic as the like teen movies have gone on. But I feel like this has a pretty grounded, like, usually you get like the well, cast. I, th- I think uh, this is before the trophy generation, the participation trophy generation. So they don't have that like nonstop feeling like you're the best, the world revolves around you, jammed into their system. Yeah, well, even like, it was probably starting around then, but by the time these kids are in high school in 1999, it's like seniors, it wasn't, you know. But yeah, this movie it it does perfectly as far as the awkwardness of like all of them too. They all have their quirks. Yeah, well, what I was what I was more referring to is like more like modern like teen comedies. Like usually just like you're like oh you're we're gonna cast a super hot chick, but we're gonna pretend like she she thinks she looks like dog shit. And I'm just like no, and like this one still looks like pretty <laughs> like, young actors. U- ugly Betty, who's behind the scenes, is really cute. Oh, I forgot about that show. Yeah. But yeah, something like that where you're just like, you know, they get like more and more unrealistic, I think, as they've gone on. But I feel like even though this is still kind of idealized, it still is a pretty good like representation of the awkwardness of, you know, just like I just love like the, oh, talk big with your friends. But if you even weren't alone with the girl, you just be like sweating till your palms like. Just couldn't hold anything. Well, we'll get to it in a little while, but a great example of that is when he's in his room with Nadia and yeah. like sitting on the bed next to her for the first time and like touching a woman's leg for the first time. And you can just see it's like the trembleness of how nervous he is. I mean, that's hysterical to this day. Yeah, because it's so relatable. You're like, yeah, you know, I've, I've like had sex with tons of girls. Then you actually get to it. You're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. What do I do? What do I do? What, what do, do I do? do? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this movie opens up. I love the op- great opening scene. Just Jim watching scrambled porn. Again, kids are not going to ever know the struggle. Like the kids these days, I mean, will never know the struggle. See, I never I never had to do that cuz well, I never actually watched porn until I got a smartphone. <laughs> I'm just saying, kids will never know the struggle. Like if you want to see got a tit, you had to go on a hunt. Whether it be yeah, watching something late at night after your parents went to bed that was on a cable channel. Uh, watching scramble porn, uh, figuring out whose dad was the biggest perv, and finding his magazine stash underneath his bathroom sink, or scrolling through your brother's copy of American Beauty looking for boobs. That too. That too. 
You know, getting somebody with an older brother in college to, you know, those 18 over to buy you a Playboy magazine and then paying them double the price for it. I feel like that seems a little weird to I'm me. I'm just saying, though, never... the struggle was real. Well, I so know. When, Jim, like... when Jim's sitting there attempting to masturbate to scrambled porn, I mean, it's very relatable, especially to me back in 1990. I mean, my friends and I thought, I just remember us in the theater watching that opening scene. Like, that's the opening scene. It's him trying to jerk off to porn. And I was just laughing hysterically. I mean, the scene is great. I mean, his parents walk in on him attempting to masturbate, and it's just, it's hilarious. So awkward. So, so awkward. awkward. So you want to hear something really funny? I don't know. Do I? Yes. Is it going to be a personal story? No. Okay, then go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, they take the pillow away and it's got a raging boner under a sock? Yeah. So the way they did that is they cooked up a sausage, put a pencil through it, wrapped it in tinfoil, and then put the sock over and then put it between his legs. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. It just, like, bulges out like a little snake, and you're like, oh, oh, God. But I just love when the dad removes the pillow, and the mom's the first one to see it, and like, oh, my God, oh, God, oh, God. And the dad's like, oh, what? oh, geez, okay, okay, wow, okay. I lo- I still love the dad. I'm like he's. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just like he. I that's one of the characters that stays through. I think every iteration of American Pie is him as oh, the dad. He, Eugene Levy is perfect in this role. He is perfect. <laughs> he's the perfect. Just like I get it. Gross, but I get it. But still, put your pants on because gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and they've got some of the best scenes in this movie is with him and Jim. I think. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites is. When he brings him the porn magazines and that he's having kind of the sex talk. Yeah. And just how awkward it is. You can just see Jim just like, oh, God, I do not want to be here right now. What is going on? That's one thing that I have mixed feelings about is like our, my, our upbringing or my upbringing, I never had got a sex talk. So I'm like, thank God I avoided all that awkwardness. But also as I got older, I'm like, what the hell, dude? I probably should have had one of those. <laughs> same here I never had one either I mean we had the same parents obviously but yes they never sat down with me I guess they figured um, schools School would, would take it. care of that I mean we 7th grade was health class when we learned, had our sex education I guess, class well, I guess it was just like we'll keep sex a secret and the school will tell them all about it and we won't have to do a thing I don't know I, I don't think that's the right way to do it I understand why because it's awkward as hell but sometimes you just gotta get awkward with your oh, kids my kids and I are gonna be having a sex talk at probably age 8 or 9 that I don't know about that young, but maybe. We're going to keep them innocent as long as possible. They got to have it sooner than later because society will tell them. And I want to, I want to be first to tell them before society. I feel but. like it's more or less when they start asking certain questions when you like kind of ping and like, okay, I guess we're having it now. But anyway. So another quick fun trivia is Bill Murray was considered to play the role of Jim's dad originally. Oh, see, that would have been fun, but it would not have been as good. I almost think he would have been great in that role, but at the same time, very distracting. Yeah. Because you would have been just anticipating the Bill Murray scenes. Yeah. Because he's such a big star. But, you know, they had to keep this around $10 million. But Eugene Levy, I think he played the role to the T. He is hysterical. I mean, I remember my friends and I just talking about how great he was after the movie. Like, Jim's dad is just the best. Like, he's so funny. Like, none of our dads would ever, like, give us porn. And he's just the... I think that's part of it. Like, he gave his son porn. How cool of a dad is that? That's a very high school thing. Like, wow, that's the coolest dad ever. Exactly. <laughs> but I think he still does like a very genuine dad while trying to be cool and understanding. Like, just like that awkward balance where you're just like, I don't know where the line I'm supposed to follow is. So you're just kind of feeling it out. <laughs> He's like, do you know what a clitoris is, son? Yes, dad, I know what a clitoris is. <laughs> so 
Christ. Oh, man. But so you move from him mesh band, you just go to the kids in high school, you kind of were introduced to the rest of the cast and characters, and that night they're all going to a Stiffer's house party, which is a great scene. I mean, that's when yeah. Jim and Nadia first, well, not first see each other, probably because they've got classes together, but when he t- attempts to talk to her and her friends by walking up awkwardly, then, ha, 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 Oh, God. Oh, God. There's a... Uh, so many great moments in that in that party scene. I mean, I love it. I mean, like Stifler, that op- I, they do a good job. But you know, like Stifler starts off Stifler taking the two shots. Like that's five and six, baby. Woo! Yeah, all right. And he's like going through the house, just saying hey to everybody. Oh, he's like Sherman. The fuck are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I know. I still. I mean, we watched a little bit of it right before we recorded, but I still love when like the band geeks show up and it's like we're here for the party. Party? There's, there's no party. party. There's no party here. Great party, Stifler. Handsome a beer. Well, that was weird. Try down <laughs> the street and just slams the door. <laughs> so, uh, it was a good shot too because they like look where he pointed and they look back as the door slamming in their face. <laughs> I still so I love good. That. But that that whole thing. Oh man, like. So Daniel, I got I got to ask you a question. You got a girlfriend, right? Currently, yes. Have you ever been just you know kind of in a parked car with her just hanging out and looked at her, looked her deep in the eyes and said these words. I love cake. Suck me beautiful. No, I've never said either of those things. Actually, I I think I have said I love cake before though, just as a joke, obviously, but. Right. A little 70s show reference there. (laughs) Yeah. I love cake. I love cake. (laughs) Uh, I think not only is that scene funny in the moment, but I think when he's, it cuts to him telling his friends about it, and Stifler especially is like, I can't believe you. Wow. He was like, Suck me beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I kind of like, as far as all of this goes, like Stifler, I kind of feel bad for, I forgot the guy who plays him, because essentially, Sean William Scott. He just gets typecast as Stifler for almost his entire acting but, you career. You know, he had a good run, though. So he was working at Home Depot before he got cast in this. So he was working at Home Depot. He actually only got paid eight grand to play the part. In the first one? In the first one. I'm sure that went way Oh, I'm up. sure it went definitely up to keep him coming back. But yeah. But how great is that, though? Eight grand to play the part. Once in a lifetime happening to him at this point. Yeah. And he played it to the T. I mean, he... They say in the you know the book I was reading, best movie year ever, uh-huh. they referenced him talking about how he basically played it off as if like he was trying to play the part of Hannibal Lecter or the Joker, like Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, I'm going to make this the best I can. Yeah. And, and he did. Like, Stifler is amazing. He's the kind of guy that, you know, you're not supposed to love, but you just do. Yeah, you're like, you're so, you're such an asshole, but you're so funny. And well, his mannerisms are just hilarious. You know, one, of my, one of my favorite Stifler moments is when he's talking to Jim and his friends, and he's like, all right, how about you guys actually locate your dicks, unshrink wrap them, and actually use them? I know. I I think he's hilarious. I know. Like I just I feel bad that he got typecast as that for almost everything else. He did, but you know what? I but this to was be an fair, opportunity that launched him. We now know who Sean William Scott is. Cause, I mean, he did all American Pie sequels, Bulletproof Monk, which that might have been a career killer, The Rundown with The Rock, which was a good one for both of them. I would say that got him both going again i don't know what he does these days i haven't actually looked up sean william scott in quite some time i also heard that he was really good in the goon that hockey movie okay so i heard that that was kind of like breaks his typecast but i heard it's really good and then he was in the lethal weapon like tv show reboot oh was he 
for okay. I think he was one of the replacements for one of the main casts after they left after season one or two. Okay, I mean he has fifty two movies to his credit or acting things to his to his name. I mean, so he's been in stuff. Yeah, here's Goon, some voiceover stuff, but I don't know. I appreciate a world with Sean William Scott in it. I mean, I mean, let's just say in general, um, Steve Stifler. I appreciate a world with Steve Stifler. I mean, hopefully, at, like later in his career, he was able to renegotiate something where he'd get like a per- certain percentage of the royalties. Hopefully, because I mean, like Cause that I, would I, pay I just got for the quadrilogy on uh, Blu-ray recently. So hopefully, he got a cute piece of that. Hopefully, they all do though, because I mean, the whole cast is great. Yeah, Jason Biggs. I, I mean, I, to this day, I just love him in that role of Jim. Is probably one of my favorite ensembles, especially in um, like especially like a comedy movie. Oh yeah, but probably I mean, Allison Hannigan. Who was yeah. I, I? You know, I never watched Buffy before this, so I didn't had no clue who she was. So she was just bangy girl to me. Oh yeah, she she played. Uh, I forgot her Buffy character, but my buddy loves her Buffy character. Um, Tara Reid. I remember this is the first thing I ever saw Tara Reid in. So yeah, back in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I'd never seen any of these any of these casts in anything. Tara Reid, and I mean, I just mm-hmm. remember thinking she, how much of a hottie she was. <laughs> you got Mina uh, Savari, who later on in the year would come out and be an American Beauty. That was the same year? Same year. Wow, what a good year for her. Good year for her, for sure. I don't know what has really happened to her career, but yeah. I mean, I was introduced to all these new people back in 1999. But yeah, Jason Biggs and Sean William Scott are probably the ones that stood out. But, well, Shannon Elizabeth, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I remember 15-year-old Jordan just thinking, holy shit, she's hot. You're like, hotter than anybody you went to high school with. Went to high school with, dated, anything in high school. I don't know. I just remember like, wow. Currently, too, probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Like, these like the, these movies are so quintessentially 90s that they're just fun to watch. Like, I still think, you know, there's some parts of them that don't, like, age as well. But I think overall, you can still find some fun and, uh, like, appreciate what these movies do. And what they did for, like, the hype, like the, the teen sex comedy. Like, these were essentially, like... Well, the teen, teen sex comedies were kind of on a dive in the later part of the 90s. Yeah. And the 1999 brought it, brought it back in a few different ways. I mean, you had Varsity Blues, 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, you had uh, the, the She's All That. And then in the summertime, American Pie. Oh, my God. I forgot yeah, I mean, about She's All That. I still don't like that movie. You had a <laughs> whole but you had a whole thing in the 80s of John Hughes movies, Fast and Richmond High. Right. And Ferris Bueller, which technically John Hughes still... 80s was full of it. Porkies, full of that kind of stuff. I don't think I've ever seen Porkies. You had a few of them in the early 90s, and then it just kind of teen movies took a dive, and then 1999 brought it back for a little bit. It hasn't lasted long. Like, we really don't have that kind of stuff now. The session of like eight great, I can't talk, eighth grade last year and Booksmart this year, but really it's kind of teen movies, teen comedies, especially the category of teen sex comedies has kind of died off. Yeah, and if you get teen sex comedies, they're either parroting. American Pie or things that came before it and not actually doing their own thing. Right. Well, I think part of it, too, is just, again, it goes back to if my friends and I at 15 want to see some nice titties, we had to go to an R movie or see an R movie. Right. We couldn't just pull it out, pull this device out of our pocket and see it right then and there. We just couldn't do it. So now there's no drive to make those kind of movies because why would I bother going and paying money to see that when I just look some titties on my phone? Just oversaturation of the market. So... Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other classic part. Oh. 
Back to Stifler's party, though, there's, we haven't even, like, there's still some great moments in that. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got, uh, besides Suck Me Beautiful, how about the pale ale scene? Stifler on the bed talking to the girl. So, is that when she's, remember, is so, that, is so, that when she's pouring beer over his head? No, 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 no. Is, so, that, is that in a different so one? Kev, so, Kevin and Vicky, you know, she goes down on him and he squirts into a beer cup. Oh, that's right. That's so, right. Yeah. Then Stiffer comes in later, kicks them out, and he's with a girl, and he, she's like, oh, I should go get a beer. And he's like, hey, there's a beer right here. And he picks it up, and he keeps making these attempts. I remember my friends and I in the theater just like at the edge of our seats because he's like attempting to drink and then goes back to talking to her, puts <laughs> it up towards his mouth and goes back to talking to her. Finally, drinks it, and that comes the sound effects of it going down his throat, too. <clears throat> it's like, hmm. And then it cuts to him just puking in the toilet. <laughs> How's the pale ale, Stifler? Fuck you! <laughs> so good. No, I remember that. That was, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Which one is it where he's like getting peed on, but he thinks some girl's dumping beer on his head? I think that's American Wedding. Is it? I think it's, yeah, I think it's that. Okay, all right. Because I remember that. I'll have to go back because, yeah, I just got the quadrilogy recently. I haven't watched, I don't think I've watched all no, the trilogy since before. The so this is actually a pretty fun night back in 2012. The new one is like a week or two away, mm-hmm. and a buddy of mine we sat down and watched the first three all in one night. Talk about five hours of fucking laughter. We had we got some drinks, got some pizza, and we just five hours of American Pie. That sounds like a great time. It was a great night. Thanks. I think I mean it's not quite the same, but I'm planning sometime in the winter to do something like that. But I it's going to be instead of teen sex comedy, it's going to be pizza. Beer and Lord of the Rings. So we'll oh, do it. Sit down and watch. Do that. it. I can't do a twelve-hour day until it's winter. What do you think of uh, the Shermanator? Oh, I've, I, I the I sophisticated still... sex robot sent back in time to change the future for one lucky lady. It's just one of those things that is just like <laughs> wow. Like it's what nerds view as like this is the cool guy, and it's just like. But I'm like no, no. You just oh he was a dork. He was a complete dork. Well, I know, but I like it's like the facade of like that. Like when you're like nerdy and you have this weird image in your head like this is what a cool guy would act and you actually do it and you're just like no you're still a freaking nerd he leads him on of course to think he had sex with that girl at Stifler's party right which he doesn't we find out later in the movie which by the way this is all spoilers like we're talking old movies here which is 20 years man for office space yeah it's all spoilers but yeah and actually I don't know if you recognize the girl remember her the girl that he you know attempted sleep with at the party, she plays JT's girlfriend in Step by Step. I did not recognize that. I've seen that show because of you, but I haven't seen. I, I don't. I'm. I just. If anything, the voice her voice sticks out. Okay. But anyway, same girl. But yeah, the next morning is good. I mean, they think Sherman has scored, and they're just like, "What the hell? This guy has had sex before me! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And with the Pretty attractive girl, too. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? So I love um, Kevin's speech right there in the living room. He's like, he stands up. I actually have it written down I here. Vow. He's like, well, they're like, they make their pact. to like, you know what? We are going to lose our virginities before the school year is over. Prom, and they pick prom night. They're like, prom night. It's perfect. But we are going to do it. His talk is, no longer will our penises remain flaccid and unused. We will fight for every man out there that isn't getting laid and should be. This is our day. This is our time. We will make a stand. 
We will succeed. We will get laid. I'm not going to lie. After that speech, I'm just like, in my head, I'm just like, yeah, Goonies never say die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So funny. But... We will get laid. That kind of like <laughs> what you just described, like what you like the setup for that, kind of reminded me of a buddy of mine in high school. He had like every girl seemed to just love him. And his name was Dean. He was a short, curly-haired, Afro, white kid, and I'm just like, and every girl's like, "Oh my God, Dean, you're so funny. We love you." And I'm just sitting next to him, like we always like walked around here. I'm like. What the fuck, dude? I know. I know I look better than him. So what the fuck? <laughs> so he was kind of the Sherman. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't understand Because like, if Stifler gets laid, you're like, ah, oh, makes sense. Jock. Later, I found out it was just the confidence that he exuded for somehow. I don't know how he ever did it, but he did it somehow. I'm like, that's what I figured out. But I, I kind of have the same idea. I'm like, how the hell is this happening? <laughs> so good oh one thing we didn't talk about the party then we'll move on from the party scene this movie 1999 is when the term MILF was born and if there's anything that stuck with me and my friends after this movie it was the term MILF yeah that was t- like some trivia that I learned later like not too long ago but I'm like this was it like this was the like either Maybe it like existed somewhat before the movie, but th- if it did, like this movie is what catapulted into the zeitgeist. It still gets used today, but like after that movie came out in 1999, it got used all the time to describe a hot mom. Yep. Like, oh, dude, she's a MILF. I mean, my friends and I remember told her, look at that MILF. Like, grocery line store, oh, shit, look at that MILF. Like, damn. You little perverts. I know. <laughs> but, dude, that, that, that phrase is just legendary. <laughs> Yeah, now, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, that was, I, I heard that uh, John Chow, you know, who's, who says the line. Yeah. Was, he was uncomfortable to say it at first, is what he, yeah, he was just uncomfortable. You're like, now it's iconic. Now it's totally iconic. Well, he would have, like, I guess he shot the movie, you know, he, he didn't have a real big role in the movie. He was in that one scene there, and then he was one of the backup choir guys in the choir room scenes. But other than that, you know, did a couple days of shooting, and then a year later, people would, like, see him and be like, MILF, MILF, MILF. And he'd be like, what? Oh, that's right. I did that one movie. I did that one movie, yeah. Because he was the guy that went on to make like Harold and Kumar and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's where that. I recognized him from when I first like went back to this movie. Or I think I probably saw Harold and Kumar before I ever saw an American Pie movie. But yeah. And I even remember in American Reunion, like they're like him and his buddy from like the first movie are like sitting on a beach bleacher and it starts like them going, MILF, 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 MILF. So good. <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's so much like fun to be had with this movie. So. You got to think too, as the writer, like how cool would that be to like know that like I yeah I wrote that that thing society keeps quoting. I wrote that. Yeah. How cool would that be? That seems pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, oh, ass clowns, milf. Ass clowns, milf. Yeah, exactly. Just like um, you just never think about it because they're so like. They've been around for forever, but somebody had to be the first one to use them. Let's talk about the uh, infamous pie fucking scene. Oh, God. So one of Jim's friends asks what third base is like, and he says, it's kind of like warm apple pie. And then he's like, McDonald's or homemade? (laughs) Which is hilarious. And also, it's just, 
it's gross and unnerving, but also that's what teenage boys are like. They look at something and they think of their head. Maybe. <laughs> that's just hey, holes are holes at that age. That's pretty much it. Like couch I, cushions, you know, cantaloupe. I don't I don't think we should go too far into this. I don't really want to hear what you looked at and said maybe to. But oh, I, I'm not talking about myself. No, I'm, I'm talking sure, about teenagers sure. in general. Sure, sure. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I can at least say for sure I've never touched a pie inappropriately. Me either. Not even with my fingers. So, yeah, we oh. got that going. Oh, good. That's but, good. yeah, so well, what's funny about that scene is they first shot it with him on the counter humping it. And they had a real big problem with the studio. Because it was getting an NC-17... It was making the movie get an NC-17 rating. That was? Yeah, him humping it on the table. They kept going back and forth with like producers, or the studio heads, and NC... And the... Uh, who does the ratings? Um, well, it's like... Well, it's like R... Or it's no, like PG... But, but no, who, do, who does it, though? The... Uh, oh, the film... It's in every trailer. You think we would know what the fuck? You think we would? I'm drawing a huge blank right now. Forgive me, but yeah, they were going back and forth. I guess they went back and forth a few different times, and they finally um, settled on like he can only hump the pie twice. That's all you can show on camera is him humping it twice, like two thrusts. Is it the Motion Picture Association of America? Actually, this one, PA. In the theatrical version, he's actually they changed it to him standing up vertically and just doing it right there, standing instead of humping it on the counter. I actually think it's funny with him on the counter. More funny with him on the counter, honestly. <laughs> just going at, oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, his dad walking in on him humping a pie. Holy I think it's shit. just like it's one of the funniest things ever. It's like what do you like? Either way, either he's standing and humping it or laying on the counter and humping it, especially laying on the counter, but. There is no way in hell that you a parent can see that and then you can just say, it's not what it looks like. This is one of those things where, like, it's exactly what your first impression is of the situation. Actually, you know what? It's funny because I just watched the un- unrated cut, so I saw him on the counter. But now I'm having flashbacks to the theatrical version. It's almost funnier because his dad walks in and you see him, the back of him, humping it, standing up. Then he turns around with his pants at his ankles, holding the pan in front of his crotch. That's almost actually funnier. He's like, oh, uh, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. Yeah. Just yeah, come to think of it, that one actually is funnier. Because <laughs> you get more facial expression there. Sure. Anyway, it's just funny because afterwards it cuts to them just sitting at the table looking at it. And finally, Eugene Levy's like, eh, we'll, we'll just tell your mom we ate the whole thing. <laughs> it's like, we're not going to tell her what actually happened. We're just going to tell her we ate the And whole that's thing. one of those things where you're just like, cool dad but also he's just trying to do his best he's just trying to do no one pre- no one prepares you for what well, to do if you're I, so- I think the dad can relate as far as like i get it i get it well that's the thing that's that's what pretty I love stupid about- of you son but i get it no i know that's what i love about like eugene levy it's just like he plays the perfect like trying to walk the line trying to be cool but also like being obviously like kind of like a nerdier dad but also just like i i get it gross but I get it. <laughs> For your sanity, son, we will just not tell your mother. Yeah. That's just one thing that a mother should never know. No. No. Just, no. You have any confessions on making it to the microphone to tell your mother? No. I just It oh, honestly just reminds me, me of a, a comedy bit where yeah. a kid just starts doing his own laundry. He's like, that's when you know he starts masturbating. He's like, uh, honey, I'll do your laundry. No, I think I'm going to do it. I'm good, mom. <laughs> I'm good. It's like, oh my God. What was it? What movie was that in? Um, was it Boogie Nights where the mom confronts her son about like I've seen your sheets. I know what you do. It sounds like something from Boogie Nights. Either Boogie Nights or some for some reason. Um, 
almost famous. I don't know why. For some reason, that mom comes to mind too. It might be almost famous. I think it's in Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights though. I don't know. The Boogie Nights. The mom's just a super asshole. I think it's Dirt Diggler's mom though. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I have almost famous. Here. Actually, I have your almost famous. I'm not giving it back, but you still have mine. Yeah, I still have it. You bastard. The only reason I haven't given it back is I can't buy a Blu-ray theatrical cut on Blu-ray. It's only the directors that like cut and i hear that's god awful oh gosh i wish the, that's the same thing with dumb and dumber why i've never bought it on blu-ray because the only thing available is the unrated cut and the unrated cut adds some unnecessary stuff that just breaks the flow and it just isn't good damn you studio so that's why you d- blame the studio system for why you don't have almost famous on your shelf right now because it's at my house you <laughs> bastard i'm sorry i couldn't do it it's one of my favorite i probably had your copy of almost famous for like three or four years uh, one thing they had to cut back on too. This is back to the NC-17 stuff. They had to cut back on some of the Nadia stuff in Jim's room, which we'll talk about that scene here in a little bit. I would like to see the unrated version yeah. of that. So it took, I guess, four tries back and forth to finally get from NC-17 down to R. He had to be thrusting the pie less and a little bit less Nadia touching herself in his room. Just a little bit less. Just a little bit less. This Not just, much, because there was still quite a bit in the theatrical This just catalog. reminds me of the Family Guy episode with the FCC showing up and trying to censor That's real That's one life. of my favorite Family Guy episodes of all time. I it's, love that episode. I just recently watched it. Holds up. Holds Amazing. Good. I need to watch that again. But that yeah, on, it just kind of runs you. It's just right like, now? What, what's it on? That's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. I need to watch like, that. In that what, just what, like, what season is that? Probably like season three. Four. Four? Okay. Some, somewhere around there. I'll, I'll let you know. But like in that, they're like having sex and the FCC's like, no, you can't do that. And he's like, wait, we can't do that? We're married. He's like, well, you can. Just no thrusting, no moaning, no groaning, and, and just list all these things that they can't do. And then Lois is just like, I don't know how we're going to have sex. And he's like, and Peter's just, it's cuss to Peter. He's like, uh, Okay, good night, Lois. <laughs> I'm done. Good night, Lois. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. So, I remember our mother, who hated Family Guy, or hated the thought of Family Guy, saw that scene and was cracking up. I don't know if you remember that. This is years ago. I don't remember that. but This is years oh, ago, no. but oh my gosh. She just happened to walk in right at that point, saw that scene, and just started cracking up. Just, oh no. And she's probably like, I feel so guilty laughing at this, but it's so funny. It's one of those things. She would walk in and tell us to turn off The Simpsons, but sometimes if she actually stopped and got caught up with it, she would laugh. Oh, man. <laughs> but, you know, the guys are trying to... Let's go back to the movie here a little bit. The guys are trying to... You know, well, we got three weeks to before prom. We got to get some dates. What do you think of Oz's approach to get dates? So he decides, like, I'm going to join choir class. Some cute girls in here. I'm going to join choir and see if I can impress anybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, that just, like, seems like classic high school move. You're like, I'm going to surround myself with women. And Take then some sewing class. Yeah. Either do the drama. You sign up for home ec. You do drama. Or you sign up for choir where you're just like, I'm going to be. And then it always seems, especially in movies, just always backfires. Is you become, like, their best friend, but get friend zoned immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm not going to date a guy who's right. in choir. That reminds me of an episode of Home Improvement when uh, Brad joins home ec class. And yeah. Tim's like, home ec? What? No. You're supposed to join, you know, you're supposed to do like wood shop and stuff. Yeah. He's like, but dad, there's more girls in home ec. And he's like, oh, man, that's true. And he's like, yeah, but in wood shop though, you learn about, you know, cutting, you learn, you know, wood, you learn how to cut metal and things like that. You, you learn pain. <laughs> 
then you're ready for women. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, no, I, I know. I think that's, I just like that because it's like classic high school where you're, you're just like, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be surrounded by girls. But even if you're surrounded by girls, then you realize like, oh, shit, I don't know how to talk to these people. <laughs> True, 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 true. So you're just like, okay, I didn't think of phase two of this plan. No, no what's funny is I'm, watch, I'm re-watching this last night, and I was watching Oz and the way he talks. I was like, yeah, hey, Heather, hey. I used to have a high school teacher that talked just like that. Oh. Almost as if he was high, per se, but like we talk kind of like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so, wow, wow. Because like just how Oz talks in the movie, like, it was kind of funny. Because <laughs> so I was like, I had a teacher that kind of talked like that. That's funny. Huh. But uh, and well, I liked Finch's approach though, talking to Jessica and having given her two hundred dollars to spread good rumors about him. Oh, that's hilarious! Because like when the first gr- the group of girls come up to him like to Kevin, they're like, "So is it true?" Well, I mean, you, like you shower with him after PE, right? Is it true? Is he hung like a horse? He's like, "I have no idea. He showers with a bathing suit on." I I mean, uh, y- yeah, hung like a horse, yeah. Like a- that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, good. I totally. Oh, yeah. But what, I think that's a smart idea though, because like girls are like, like Stifler asks a girl out, and she's like, Nah, you know what? Or he asks a girl to prom, and he's like, Nah, I'm kind of holding off, hoping uh, Finch invites me. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. And about that's that. when we lead to the famous scene of like, Huh, shit break, huh? The kid that doesn't like the shit at school and goes home for it. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, we cut to him. Throwing a little something in his uh, oh, yeah, cappuccinos. Oh, laxatives. Yep. Yep. Next thing you know, he's running the bat. That scene is hilarious. Not quite as good still as Harry from Dumb Dumber taking a shit. Right. But still pretty funny. Pretty good. What I loved about that scene, too, is he runs from the toilet. You know, he's just like germaphobe when it comes to public bathrooms. And instead of putting like long sheets along the toilet, it's individual squares stacked all around the seat. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And then, of course, like he's holding it. Girls going to the bathroom because he's in a hurry and stuff. I gets him to go in the girls' bathroom. Right. He's just like, girls come in and he's just like, hold it best he can. He can hear them talking. He can hear them talking about him best he can, best he can to hold it. Finally, he just like can't hold anymore and just lets it go. Oh, man. And it's just hysterical. And then, boom, he is, his reputation is gone. And that's high school for you. You do one thing. One thing, and, and it's don't over. let you forget it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I'm, okay, all right. We got to probably start wrapping this up here. This, this, this is such a fun movie to talk about. There's just so many good parts. Yeah. <laughs> At least in my opinion. <laughs> uh, let's see. We talked about the. Uh, well, let's talk about the famous webcam scene. You know, we haven't talked about that at all. So, that's pretty hilarious. I mean, internet was still and pretty fresh in 1999 as far as being in households. Right. Webcams were just becoming a thing. I mean, this is all fresh stuff back in 99. Right. Kids these days, again, don't like, How do we get the kids in? Why don't we shoot a scene with webcams? Oh, yeah. And just watching now, I'm like, wow, look at that grainy ass shit that they're trying to see. Right. <laughs> trying to watch a girl. They're just like, change oh, and yeah, this is sweet. But I'm like, that, this wouldn't be that good. So oh, that well. scene to this day cracks me up. I know Kiss Today probably couldn't handle it. Whatever. We won't get into that stuff. But back in 99, funny as hell. I mean, it's still pretty funny in how, like, and it, again, that's one of the heavier scenes where you just like plays off like the 
team awkwardness and also like how your friends act. Cause like, yeah, either they see him or they see Nadia in his room and then he's just like, what should I do? And his friend's like, you got to get in there. You got to, you got to do it. You got to go for it. Yeah. As I was gonna say, Kevin is a good friend. Cause he's just like, instead of letting him just sit there and watch her, like, well, let's go back to the beginning of the scene. So Nadia's coming over. She's going to be changing from her ballet practice clothes to regular street clothes. Right. And he sets it up to where like, all right, she's going to be in my room. I'll give her some privacy. Then I'm going to run down the street to my friend's house and we're going to watch her because I'm going to have my webcam getting her. And yeah, they're watching it. They're getting into it. She's naked and decides to like, hey, I'm just going to hang out naked. Oh, starts going through his stuff, finds his porn and starts pledging herself to it. So they're watching it. I mean, they're just like, this is the, I mean, I'm watching like Jim and his friends, Jim, right. Kevin, and Finch watch at the computer, and like my friends and I would have been doing the same thing, like, holy shit, just, oh my god, like, oh my god, this actually worked, oh god, like, oh, god. holy shit, this is the most amazing day ever, oh my god. I mean, like, funny story, my friends and I, when I was a sophomore in high, no, I was a freshman in high school, they were in eighth grade still, a couple of them, uh, we were sledding down a street. And these girl, sophomore girls, so older than me, definitely older than them, were oh, bored in their living room. And they started flashing their titties and other things at us uh, while we were sledding. And yeah, so that was pretty... I mean, that's a big moment for some 14-year-old, uh, 13, 14-year-olds were like, oh, wow. Especially with older girls? Like, dang. Anyway. Yeah. So it just makes that seem that much more relatable. We're like, oh my gosh, holy cow, this is happening. But yes, Kevin is a great friend because he was like, dude, you got to go over there. And like, he's like, I don't even know what I would say. Like, yeah, what is it? What is it? Like, just just tell her, like, hey, could you use an extra hand? Yeah. Like, just, that sounds stupid. He's like, well, it's stupid of you to just sit here, like, get your ass over there. Like, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, I do love that. I think that's still hilarious. And then when he walks in, like, again, it just, like, you know, like how you talk with your friends, like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I totally do that. And then you get there in the moment, you're just like, oh, God. So, so uh, I, it looks like you could use an extra hand. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's perfect. Like his nervousness and everything is just great. Jason Biggs played this part to the T, I, I think. The teen awkwardness is just like one of the most relatable movies. Like, uh, But yeah, it gets funnier, though, because like when he starts stripping, like she gets him to start stripping. He first he tries to cover the camera, throwing his shirt on it, and, and then it falls fall. off. Yeah. He's stripping though to the music. He's I he doesn't notice the shirt fall off, so he's like, "All right, this is awesome." Naughty and I like if she wants me to strip and dance. I'll do it. Hell yeah! I remember it kept back to like shots of Stifler. Like, what the hell's going on now? Like, what yeah. the hell is this? And Stifler watching with his younger brother too. His younger brother, especially when they were watching the Nadia do her stuff, was like his twelve year old brother's like. Oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. And, and he's like, yeah, like, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's the, but this whole scene just it cracks me up. Like just him dancing and like he gets the chair and like Finch watching is like, oh my god, see, oh my god, he's he's going for the chair. Wow, he's going. Wow, <laughs> yeah. wow. Oh my gosh, what what, what is he doing? <laughs> so it's it's great. It's exactly how friends would react to this. Yeah, but. Then, yeah, he has this, what I call the Forrest Gump moments where he gets down next to her, starts putting his hand down her leg, and then, like, oh, 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 oh. and boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> and then it happens again. Then it happens again. She's about to leave, and he's like, oh, no, no, no. Pulls this porn out, like, no, like, see this girl? Like, oh, see, they, oh, man, they are, they're so fine, but 
I'm not as fine as you, of course. Oh, Jim, you're so. Oh. May, may I just take a moment to mention Elizabeth Hurley? Like, I had never seen her in anything before. Or, excuse me, Shannon Elizabeth. I had never seen her in anything before this movie, but 15 year old Jordan was all about that. I'm sure you were. I mean, all about that. I still to this day, she's 10 years older than me, Daniel, and she's still hot as hell. You saw her in the trailer for the new James and Bob movie. Yeah. She has still got it going on. But yes, 15 year old Jordan was all about this. I mean, this girl, say what you want, audience, whatever. I'm only human. She is fine. And And those titties are perfect. When I was 15, I had a crush on Hilary Duff. There you go. So we all got something. That was mine. But yeah, that was my celebrity crush when I was. A my kid. friends and I, not to name any names, Trevor, Daniel, Tyler, we're all about that. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> when he goes again, yeah, that just the cherry on the top to that scene is th- the next day they cut to school, and uh, okay, so one thing we didn't mention, if obviously I hope you've seen this movie, instead of it just going to his friends. There's an invite that goes out to everybody to view the video, yeah. including Blink-182. Including Blink-182. Who are apparently in his trigonomic class. Well, good. One of them is. At least one, yeah. Anyway, the next day at school, everybody looking at him, like, giving him, like, a two, a thumbs up and everything, and he's just like, oh, God, oh, God. I mean, it's one thing if my friends think I'm a loser, but, oh, my God, the whole school saw and knows. I mean, because they, sh- they do yeah. shots of, like, like girls watching it, like group of like high school girls watching, so yeah. everybody knows. Nope. I don't know. I'd say as far as like it holding up, I think this movie still holds up pretty well. I think the jokes are still pretty funny. You know, there's some stuff that don't age as well. Like it's one of those movies that has like nineties like there, there's a cu- there's a couple things, but overall the humor is still there. The friendship bond is still there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of just awkwardness of teenagers is still there, and it's it's, it's great, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, why don't we start going to the end here? I mean, obviously, they all get their dates. Uh, so Nadia goes back. She gets flown back to her home country. Right. And so he ends up going to the date with... Jim ends up going to the date with Band Girl here, played by Allison Hannigan, who I had no clue she was at the time because I had never seen Buffy. Right. I But yeah, so when I saw first saw her in How Much Your Mother, I was like, oh, it's the American Pie Girl. Yeah. See, I saw her in America... Er, uh, how much your mother first, and then saw American Pie later. Okay, but yeah, she's great in that role. I think she's hilarious. Um, trying to think. So let's go. To, I guess we'll just go to the prom. And we'll start wrapping this up here. Um, one of the one scene I love that stood out was um, Jessica returning some of the two hundred dollars to Finch since his plan didn't work out by giving him the flask with whiskey or whatever in it. Right. I thought that was a good moment there, and. I think one of my favorite parts of this whole movie ever is just, I guess, what would you call it? Finch's redemption? Because he had this elaborate plan, which collapsed on him. But right. then in the end, when he thinks he's all alone, boom. Stifler's Prom after mom. party comes along. Stifler's mom. Classic and I, American Pie moment. Which I gotta say. And they constantly reference it throughout the entire series. Classic moment, though. Cla- yeah, classic that, American the, Pie. The back and forth between them, too, especially when she's talking about, was it Scotch she's talking about? Yeah. She's like, I got some Scotch over here. Oh. Aged 18 years, just like how I like it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It was, like, hilariously bad and just like, oh, this is like a 70s porno. <laughs> just- well, then the next morning, Stifler, Mom? Shipbreak? And then just passes out. <laughs> yeah. So great. 
Uh, but yeah, I love the prom stuff. I think one one thing I love about this movie is is Oz and Heather is how he goes from like wanting to just score really bad to actually like falling for this girl. You're right. I like that quite a bit. I'm under the impression, although they show them like partially naked together, it sounds like they didn't actually sleep together though. They just enjoyed each other's time together that night at Slippers. Yeah, I don't think they did. So yeah, but. Great moment with them. I like them. I do love how Michelle, the band girl, I love their interaction and then how they sleep together. And I mean, her famous, say my name, bitch, <laughs> when they're in bed together. Oh, yeah. But the, ne- the next morning, him waking up, hugging the dinosaur is just great, the inflatable dinosaur. With he's like, now. she's gone. What? I've been used. I just I've been used. used. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think at that age, I'd be saying the same thing. You're like, oh, dude, somebody... Awesome. I've been used for sex. Well, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> That's how guys think. Yeah. Good stuff, though. And I think I do like at the end how uh, they've all been late at this point now. And now they're just kind of like, all right, well, hey, to the next. They kind of do a toast to the next phase of our life. You know what? We're done with high school. We've all had some now. To the future. And good moment there. But yeah, American Pie, I got to say, still one of my favorite comedies of all time. Definitely, as far as like high school movies go, this is probably my favorite. Right. It's good. I think to this day, after watching it last night, still holds up. A couple, of, you know, things that make it very 1999, like you know, like um, distorted webcam. <laughs> but who cares? It's good. It's fine. Like, what is this AOL? God. Right. <laughs> well, it's from the AOL era, exactly. That's okay. So yeah, this thing had a budget of 11 million dollars. Uh, opened big, I think opening weekend, it made 18 and a half million or something like that, which at the time, 20 years ago, pretty good for an opening weekend. Yeah. Means all high school kids back in July of 199 were all about it. Yeah. Went on to make, uh, 102 and a half million or so domestically, 132 foreign, roughly it made somewhere around 235 million worldwide. That's a lot of money. Off an $11 million budget, so... Not too shabby. Nope, not A lot better all. than Office Space. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and of course it spawned sequels. Like, I think it was 2001 when the first one came out, first sequel came out, then 2003 when the next one, then a few year gap between the that and Reunion, but... Well, yeah, they had all the main lines, and then they had a ton of spin-off American oh, Pies. Yeah, we won't talk about those. Yeah. But yeah. Great series, though. But yeah, this is where it all started, back in 1999 with American Pie 1. and. Woo. Good stuff, though. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else to really talk about. We should probably wrap this up. This is getting a little longer than I thought it'd go on for, but I don't know. I've had a good time talking about this movie, Daniel. It's, again, one of my favorites. It's good. It's fun. It's entertaining. So, I don't know. Any last thoughts? Oh, here's one quick piece of trivia here. The studio, you know, because they were casting all these unknowns, the studio was like, well, we should probably have at least some known names, and they were considering trying to get JTT Jonathan Taylor Thomas at the time right. to be a part of this. That would have been off. And I'm like, I can't even picture him in any single role of this. I can't picture no. any character, not as Finch, not as Kevin. I just, I just can't even picture it. No, I can't either. But anyway, that was kind of a fun piece of trivia. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't think of one that would be. What? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it would have fit. So it's good that they didn't have to do that. No. But yeah, any last thoughts? And before we wrap it up here. No, I mean, really, I think we got it all. Like, I think this holds up pretty well. Like, it is dated a little bit, but not too much. And I think it's still pretty hilarious. 
All right, well, hey, that wraps it up here for our 1999 throwback of Office Space and American Pie. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Dana, where can they find us? You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore brews. Let us know what you think about Office Space and American Pie. Still love them, still hate them, grew out of them, didn't, never grew out of them. You just let us know. This has been a fun episode. I don't know about you, Daniel, but I've enjoyed this quite a bit. Had a good time. Had a good time. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. Thanks for sharing it with friends. And we'll talk to you next time on Moves and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>